Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Just before we get onto the podcast quickly, guys, just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms, reception desks, and they're in other places like schools, childcare centers, businesses, hospitals, community centers, and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you definitely want to have a look at this, I recommend it. Link will be in the bio, but let's not waste any more time, guys. Let's get into the episode. Holy guacamole. Now, I've just watched Penrith versus Parramatta, and let me just say, wow, what a game. What a game. That, that was an outstanding game. But guys, on today's episode, a little review of the week two of the NRL finals. Penrith Panthers versus Parramatta Eels was a cracker and Manly versus, Mel, Manly versus the Sydney Roosters, sorry. Another really, really strong performance from Tommy Bra and the Bird Gang. So guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Yes, we're back for another episode, guys. I don't know about you, but geez, these these NRL finals, man. There's been some really, really, really good games, and it's probably one of the best finals series I can think of for a while. Now, I'm not too sure how far back I can go, but you know, probably 2015, you know, or 2017 with the North Queensland Cowboys, both years. You know, they had a really good run. Those were probably some of my favorite final series. But yeah, guys, I'm I'm very, very impressed at the NRL standard right now. I think they're doing a really, really good job. But guys, I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to get the Parramatta versus Panthers game out of the way first because it's fresh in my mind. It's fresh in everyone's mind right now. What a game. Like, dead set, just outstanding football. And it wasn't a really high-scoring game, and it wasn't really a an entertaining game when, you know, a lot of acrobatics, this and that. But my God... It was a hard-nosed, physical, strong, tough game. And I think sometimes they're the best games that you can get, especially in finals. There was two tries scored the whole game. And let's not, you know, and let's let's be a bit honest. Both tries, pretty lucky tries, both coming off kicks. And, you know, and, you, and what that shows to me is the defensive, you know, pressure and sustainability from both teams was at an all-time high. And it just shows you what, Finals intensity is what finals football is actually all about. And, you know, I want to say, before I talk about Penrith, I'll talk about Parramatta first. Six weeks ago, I had them done. Written, a line in the scene. I thought they were the pretenders. I thought they were gone. I thought there's no chance that they could win. I thought that they could dead set possibly lost to Newcastle in their first week. I dead set thought that they would have gotten maybe beaten pretty badly by Penrith this game. If they played like last week's game, and if they let... Newcastle scored 20 points. I thought, geez, geez, let's be honest here. Penrith could put on a little bit of a cricket score here. They could get 30, 40 points, you know, like you just didn't know. But my God, the, the intensive intensity, the effort that they had, it's hard to say if they deserved to win the game or not, but geez, they played tough. You know, no team really deserved to lose this game, and it was such a tug of war, such a grind, you know, you just thought... The moment Parramatta are getting on top, they knock the ball on. The moment Penrith are getting on top, they sc- they go through for a try. They're disallowed. You know, the, the disallowment of Jerome Luai was a massive factor. Brent Nadens was a massive factor. 
You know, if Cleary passes the ball to Luai in the opening first five minutes, you know, Luai might be, might might get meat pie and then Soldi's fucking multi might look a little bit better and better. Because I had Romy crossing the line. He nearly crossed twice. Cleary just passed the ball. What's doing? But no, nah, going back onto it, you know, for Parramatta, they did really good and they, they ended up getting back into the grind. I just don't think that people like people might be putting, oh, Junior Paulo, how can you knock the ball on this and that? wasn't great service and it was an average catch. And I think that 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 typified the the amount of hard work and the amount of work that he had to do to get to that point. And I don't think it that defines the game. I think what defines the game is just a defensive effort, the prowess. And like I just thought it was such a good game. It was such a good game. Now Parramatta, I know I know Brad Arthur had a bit had the shits in these in his post post press game conference press game conference. Sorry, post. Press match conference, there we go, got it right. You know, he was talking about every time Parramatta got on top, there were stoppages. And I actually get that. I get that. That Mitch Ketty one was kind of ludicrous a little bit. He was out of the, he was out of the play. And the weird part was he came on and there was there was no interchanges left for Penny, but then Penny were able to get a free interchange. I'm not too sure what's doing there. I definitely think that there could have been an interchange there, but I'm not too sure. Maybe because he was injured, he, he there might have been a reason. But yeah, it's very it's very interesting there that, that take Brad Arthur had. But I just thought Penrith looks sharper in, in spurts, and then Parramatta looks really, really sharp. And I thought Parramatta were actually going to jag it. I thought they were going to get the win. I thought that they, they, they had a chance to score. But going back to that, Penrith's defense, there's a reason why they're the best defensive team in the competition, and I think it was proven tonight. Like, when Parramatta had a little bit of ball, you know, in the first half, they couldn't score. And it typified when they passed it to Hayes, Dunster on the wing, and Hayes had to, you know, catch and kick it. You know, that's a pressure, that's a pressure you know, He's in a he's in a world of pressure there, Hayes Dunster, and it just turned me. They couldn't go around him or through him. They probably had to kick it, and you know that was the only way Parramatta could score. But in saying that, it's the only way Penrith could score too tonight. I thought Parramatta's defensive effort was really really strong. It, it was something that if you're a Parramatta fan, why isn't that every week? Like why is that not every week? And I still don't get what Brad Alf is doing. But Isaiah Papali'i, he has to start every game. Mate, if he's off contract at the end of this season or next season, you give him whatever you want. He has been a great pickup for you guys. I really liked him. He looked really, really damaging every time he had the ball. Sometimes when he had the ball, I thought he was going to go over for a little bit of meat there. So, yeah, I'm very, very shocked to see, you know, him not start. But in saying that, he had a great impact off the bench, and he did his role really well. And saying that, Nathan Brown, he, he, he came on, and then he came off. He never came back on. There's something doing there. I'm not too sure what the go is there. I think if he, you know, he wouldn't be too happy, you know, with him playing only that amount of minutes. So that's an interesting take there. You know, then a lot of, and then Sterlo on the commentary was talking about, oh, why is Vili Amikika not on? He did actually end up having a little bit of an injury, a little bit of a foot complaint, ankle complaint there. So that's why he didn't come on. But you look at it, I think Parramatta, I think they overachieved this season still, if you ask me. And yes, it's been three straight years of making the second round and not cons- and not getting back to you know, the preliminary finals or the grand final. You know, the last time they made the grand final was 09 when Hindy was captain, you know, and, and Melbourne Storm roared the cap. But in saying that, Parramatta, I think you guys did a good job. Six weeks ago, you were written off. You had a line in the sand. I don't even think if you're a Parramatta fan, you could have thought you could have been this close to getting to a preliminary final. So, guys, I think you did a really good job. I will say, if, if they need, if they want to get over that hump, they need to... They need to really just double down on Mitch Moses, Isaiah Papali'i, and I think Junior Paulo's there. That's their key. 
That's their three best players, if you ask me. I think Guffo is really super safe, but I think that they have a little bit of edge, a little bit of strike around them, and I think you've got to double down on those players. But if you're a Parramatta fan, I think from six weeks ago, like, you guys were done. Like, like it was it was like, geez, Parramatta are going to get absolutely steamrolled by anyone they versus in the finals. So I think Brad Arthur, he did a really good job. He, he gave him the break. He let him, he let him just be players. And I think, you know, the rigors of this going to Queensland – it can, it can favour teams, and it can really fault teams. Like, it favours a Melbourne, but it could really fault a Parramatta. And I think that, you know, BA did a really good job there. So if you're a Parramatta fan, you know, be be, be confident and be happy if your abilities. And, you know, you still got next year, and, you know, you never know what happens. You might go out and get some, you know, nice under-the-radar pieces. Like, you got Isaiah Papalitia this year. You know, maybe you let go of a Sean Lane to free out cap space a day from round. You just never know what happens. So if you're a Parramatta fan, you know, you can still be confident. I still think you need a little bit more edge, a little bit more... A little more players that just have a little bit more strike for you. Go go forward. But yeah, if you're a Parramatta fan, you did a pretty good job. Now, we're going to talk about Penny. I'll keep it as short as I possibly can. But we looked really, really flat, you know, especially attacking within the own 30 to 20 meter zone. We're just doing some non-characteristic, you know, plays. Sometimes we'll pass it to a person when we didn't need to. You know, sometimes we just weren't in our shape. We weren't in our right, you know, positions where we need to be on the floor, on the, floor, on the field. So it was a little bit scrappy for me, and I'm not really confident. I'm not as super confident as I am going into this next game against Melbourne. But I think Penrith, they needed that rocket up the arse the first game, and I think they needed another rocket up the arse because they came out pretty well. You know, if Cleary scores that first try, you know, I think Penrith go and do a little bit of a job on them because we got a lot of momentum going. You know, if Luai scores that try, you know, that's that's a try there. NATO scores that try. Momorowski doesn't throw it out to Critter. That's a try too. So there's so many options and opportunities there for Penrith. But we've done this two weeks in a row where we haven't iced our opportunities. And I think it's a worrying sign. I think there's a little bit of self-doubt in the team right now. And I think they needed a grind-out win, an ugly win to get back into their system, back into their wins. And I think they realized, like, they look at it. Yeah, we've, let it, we've left a couple of points off the field both games. And we haven't been good in both games, but we've won both. We've won one out of two, and we only lost to South City by six. Like everybody thinks, oh, we got fucking killed by them. I lost by six. So I think if we can come in with the right energy, the right mindset, if we start really strong, and we we come off with a lot of contributing, if we have a lot of contributing players off the bench, I think it's going to be a really tough game against Melbourne. But I do want to say a couple of players apparently that played absolutely outstanding. I thought Brent Naden did a really good job, and I think that you can't you can't drop him. You can't just drop him for Toto. If it's me, Toto comes back to the left wing. Hundo. Now we put Critter in the right center. You drop Momorowski, put Brent Nain in the right center. It is a risk. It is a gamble. But in the finals, you have to take calculated risks and gambles. I think that team's more of an offensive potent team. I think Momorowski's a good defender. But you look at Melbourne. He's come from Melbourne. Don't be shocked if Melbourne knows every absolute weakness of Momorowski. Like, let's be honest here. They had him for a year. They know what his tendencies are. Does he like to shoot up in the line real quick? Does he go for a show and go? Does he does he like to jam? You know, like all those types of things. So I think, Penrith, you've got to take risks. And if Brent Naden didn't do what he did last year before the grand final, he probably was a regular in this team. Like, let's be honest. He was a regular in their team last year when they went on this streak. So I definitely think that he could definitely still be in that team. If it's me, I'm picking him or Isaac Targo. It's one of the other two options for me. But yeah, Penrith, it was a shaky win, but it was a win. So hopefully it gives us some momentum. I will talk about that Melbourne matchup very soon. But I want to go back to the Sydney Roosters versus Manly game. Oh, another two mentioned players. Isaiah Yo, 
if he, he he has to be close to being captain of the year, I don't think he'll get it. But he's done a really, really good good job with this team. Just the way he spoke in that press conference, I really like the characteristics of him as a leader. He's a player that you want to play against. And another player I thought that was a gun, like dead set, a freak. Nearly went over the line a couple of times, scored a little bit of meat. Tevita Pangai Jr., if, Bronx, if the Bulldogs get that Tevita Pangai Jr., mate, he will play origin. Like, he was that good. He was a really strong force for us. He had some really tough carries that got us out of a little bit of, you know, momentum buster. So I thought he was really, really good. But I'm going to switch now, moving on to the Roosters and Manly game. Now, I think this was the perfect game for Manly to get back into that winner's circle. I thought it was going to be a bit of a fucking touch-up for them. You know, I had on my little multi, you know, Manly, 13-plus, Tommy, double, Saab, anytime. Ruben Garrick, 10 points are over, got up, kiddies. But, you know, like, I just thought that, you know, coming in, if they got to, a, you know, a fast start, they would just keep going and going. But in saying that, like, if you're a Roosters fan, and if you're someone that loves the Roosters, you can't not be proud of what you did. And not proud of that game last night, because you guys didn't do a really good job. That's obvious. But you guys had so many injuries. Boyd Corner had to retire. Friendy had to retire. Luke Keery, first couple rounds, does his ACL. You know, you blood nine first graders. You blood a Sam Walker and Egan Butcher. You know, you blood, you know, Ben Thomas. You blood Ben Marshke. You know, you blood, you know, those are just a couple of names. You have Drew Hutchinson now playing consistent. You know, you have Sam Walker. Lockie Lamb's playing consistent minutes. Victor Radley's in and out of the season. You know, you lose Brett Morris. You lose Josh Morris. You lose Joseph Manu. You lose all these international type level players. And you guys still made it to the second week of the finals. Like, I don't care. I know... Craig Bellamy will most likely get the coach of the year. And I understand it, but my God, Trent Robinson, I think, deserves it. What he did with this team was outrageous. He got them so close, but yet so far. But, I mean, I just think he is... He's the future of coaching, if you ask me. Because we don't know how long Bellamy's got to go. We, You know, at the most, he's got at least two to three years. And then Bennett, he doesn't have a coaching gig for next season. You know, and I don't think a, a Brisbane team's going to come in at next season. At the earliest, it could be 2023. But he's not going to be in the league. So... It's going to be Trent Robinson's league, I reckon, in a couple of years. And I think he can definitely run it. So, you know, I think if Trent Robinson, you know, if, if you... The obvious choice is Wayne as Craig, but I think it's Trent Robinson, coach of the year. I think he deserves it thoroughly. He did a great job with that team. But moving on to the game, mainly showed to me why I thought that they were the Smokies of the NRL, why I thought that they could be a really, really strong team. And I think... You know, a lot of the games that they played previously, they played some average teams, and the scorelines got a little bit lopsided, but it wasn't great, you know, football. I think this was a real good performance. I think it's given them a heap of confidence going into next week's game. Obviously, Tommy had a great game. I think pulling him off with 64 minutes, you know, on the clock, 65, whatever it was, really smart move. I thought it was just a little bit too early, but once they iced those other two tries, it was a smart play. Now he's going to be a little bit more rested. They got DCE off, Ches. They did a really good job. Lock and Croker went off too. They did a really good job. And I think for me, some of my favorite players from that from that game, Dylan Walker. Great. Great. This has found him a new little lease of life. He's, you know, a little bit smaller lock. He comes on energy effort. And he's a runner. He just runs the ball. He runs the ball hard, fast, with a lot of intent. So I think he he really kind of turned the game on its head a little bit. You know, I thought that Ruben Ruben Garrick. You know, Jason Saab, they just did their job. But then, you know, Morgan Harper, he had a great game. He came back, you know, last week. You could have said, mate, he was a little bit in his shell. He was a little bit frazzled. And that's completely fair. But, mate, he's come back after that game, and he's had a really, really strong game. You know, I know 
Napoleon Dynamite, Chris Lilly lookalike, whatever you want to call it. But he had a really, really good game. I'm really happy to see him go back, you know, get a little bit of form, you know, leading into this preliminary final. But yeah, I think Manly just did what they were doing for the previous games and the previous... So they just stuck to what they knew for the previous, you know, couple of weeks. They just got into the game. They got their forwards rolling. And I think they won that forward possession. And I think Sean Kepi come and starting. And then you bring Marty to power off the bench. I think that's a little bit of a masterstroke. And now we know that, you know, Marty Tapao's probably not going to play for Manly, you know, next season. You know, he's probably gotten, he's been told by Manly, if you can go get another big offer somewhere, we're not going to stand in your way. You know, someone like Ethan Bullimore is going to Manly. Apparently that's a done deal. So I think that they're looking to more into the future. But I think Sean Kepi was a really smart move as a starter. And the way I look at it, four, five of the best coaches, four of them are in the finals, right? Dez, Ivan. Craig, Wayne, and then Trent Robinson. I would say out of all those five, the best four is Wayne, Craig, Desi, and Trent. But, you know, still, Ivan's been doing a really good job with those Penrith Panthers boys, the, the Penny boys. But, yeah, I just think that, you know, Des Hadzler, they started 0-4, and four and people had him done, written off, and now they're in the preliminary final. I don't care what anybody says, this is a successful season for Manly. They're not that old, really. You know, they've got a DCE, a Foz. You know, they've got... Dylan Walker is a little bit up there, but they're not a super old team. I think that Manly can be a little bit of a threat for a long, long time, you know, at least four to five years. I think their window is just as open as someone like a Penrith. You know, Penrith's a lot younger, but I think their window is, you know, really, really open. So for me, I'm really excited to see what Manly do. Now, I'm going to talk about their pregame first, Manly versus Souths. And let me just say, there was no chance in hell you could have told me that, that Souths or Manly are going to verse either Penrith or Melbourne in the grand final. I thought, you know, Manly? Yeah, I can take Manly, but not Souths. You know, and I'm really, I'm really leaning towards Manly winning this game because I think if Turbo, if they're forwards, and I think Souths forwards are better, I'm not denying that, but I think if if Manly can have a good day out and their forwards get rolling, mate, Tommy is that that hard to stop. Like, who's going to stop him from that South Sydney team? And the way Melbourne did it was by committee. So maybe Souths look to do that, look to do it by committee. But I just think that I don't see that big stopper in Souths. And that stopper in Souths could have definitely been someone that's sitting on the sideline. That's Latrell. And obviously he can't be in this game. And I think that's the tell factor. I think it's going to be, either if, if Souths win you know, this game, Latrell's going to be missing in one of these games. And I think it's this game right now. I think the preliminary final, he's got experience Latrell. Latrell's a back-to-back champion at the Roosters. He knows how to get it done in big games. Origin, I think he was the best player in the Origin series, if you ask me. So he knows how to get it done. I think he's a massive loss. And I think people are forgetting that they don't have him. So I think that's why I have Manly winning. If they get on the go forward, if Turbo's just going and moving, I think that they can get it done. But in saying that, it's a fairy tale finish for South Sydney if they make it. Wayne's last year, Renner was possibly last year, last games ever for South Sydney. You know, you just never know. And the way I see it, I see Manly, I see Manly getting a quick start, but then South slowly coming back. But then I just see Manly getting one try and just getting another try. And I just think that they're just going to have a little bit more polish. And I think South Sydney are a more veteranized team. They have a little bit more polish. But I think Turbo is a player that could just flip a game on its head. And right now, someone like South, I don't see someone that for them more like that. And someone could say, what do you mean? they got Cody Walker. But I just, Turbo's got it. Like, Turbo's got it. Like, there's not a lot of times people have seasons like this. So I think Turbo's going to get those, that team. And he's going to take them all the way to the GF. 
And if you ask me, I would say Manly either 13 plus or a real tight one or six. Win by six or win by 13 plus. I don't see it being other way. I think Turbo's going to have a real strong outing. I think someone like a Ruben Garrick's going to play really tough. You know, Ola Kawatu, I think he's going to have a really good game. And then Shusta, just do what he did yesterday. Don't like, don't try to be too much. Just play your game, play what you see, play what's in front of you. I think if they do that, I think that they can get the win. Now we're going to move on to the grand final, if you ask me. The grand final everybody thought of, and that is Penny Panthers versus the Melbourne Storm. Now this is going to be a cracking game. I think it's going to be tighter than what people think, or it's going to be an absolute whitewash to either team. Now the way I think about that, Melbourne have this week off. They've been able to watch. They're going to do a lot of film on these Penny boys. In the last time that they played, yes, Melbourne did give them a bit of a touch-up. But in saying that, Penrith had no Cleary, no Fisher-Harris. I don't believe they had Isaiah Yo, Brighton To'o. They're four most important players, if you ask me. So I think that this is going to be a real strong game. And let's not forget, Melbourne, Penrith, they're one and one this season against each other. Penrith have found a way to beat them. They know how to beat them. It's going to be interesting for me to see what Penrith can come up with. Because if they don't ice their opportunities, they're not going to get any opportunities from a Melbourne. And Melbourne, they take their opportunities and they run with it. Now, we've both seen both of these teams go through a little bit of a lull during the regular season. And I think Penrith are in a lull right now. But I think that Penrith realise they can't be in a lull against Melbourne. And I don't care what anybody says. You step up better against the better teams. And I think Penrith, they stepped up tonight as to what they needed to do. When they were south last week, they didn't step up. They know they're going to have to step up against Melbourne. So I think, with my heart, I'm going Penrith. With my head, I would say Melbourne. But in saying that, if Melbourne just get to the roll, I don't think Penrith can come back. And I'm trying not to be as biased as I can, but, you know, I obviously want Penrith to win. I obviously want them to win. I think it'd be great for them and, you know, their self-esteem. And it would shut old Kenny up because, Kenny, I needed to talk about you, brother. Hey, what's doing? Are we still choke artists still? We got the win. Not a good win. Not a great win, an ugly win, maybe like your head, because you are called Radiohead, brother. But no, we got the win, mate, so just sit back on your horse, and if we get hey, if we get Melbourne, you got nothing to say. You got nothing to say. You got whoop, whoop, zip, you got zippy, zippy to say. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, but yeah, Penrith, Melbourne, it's going to be a cracking game. I think it's going to be the best game of the final series, if you ask me. And then, yeah, I'm going with Penrith. I don't care. My head says Melbourne, but I'm going with Penrith. I think Penrith... If it's a dry track, I think there could be a decent amount of points, but it will still be a tight game. You know, it could be like a 20 to 18 or a 20 to 16, something like that. Or it could be a real game like we just saw against Penrith from Parramatta. But I think the only two teams that beat Melbourne were Penrith from Parramatta, and they just had a dogfight. Now, it could work in the Penrith's favour where, you know, they've gotten, you know, a nice sense of confidence, or they could be really fucked from this game. They might not have as much, you know, rest. They do have a seven-day turnaround, which is pretty good. But they might not have as much rest, so they've got to get the recovery right. They've got to get their bodies right. Well, Melbourne have been sitting up there playing a bit of golf, playing a little bit of flog, you know, so I'm not too sure. It's going to be a great game. But, guys, that is the wrap-up of week two of the NRL finals. I just thought it was a great round. I thought it was really, really good to see. If you guys like this NRL content and you like to see me keep it flowing, definitely happy to do so. Was going to talk a little bit about the NBA right now, but it's a bit of a lull right now, and I'm not just going to push out any bad content. There will be a couple of NBA podcasts coming up during the week, but guys, that is the round to preview. And guys, just listen to this for a little bit. Oh, where it is? Here it is. Woohoo! Go to Panthers, baby. Eat that Duffy and, and coach. 
I love that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.